So hello and welcome back. I'm Sobeda and I'm a brown girl and this is the Brown Girl Chronicles. This is a podcast aimed to discuss topics framed around my life, but also how these topics intersect into the lives of people around me. Today, my guest and I are going to be speaking about the experiences that people of color have in the performing arts, and he will introduce himself. Hi, my name is Anthony Pilcher. Um, I'm a junior vocal performance and music education double major. Yeah. What else do you do? Oh, great. Um, So in (laughs) terms of music, I'm in choir, which is the upper like choral group on campus. I'm also um, in IC Voice Stream, which is an acapella group on campus. I don't know. I do like solo singing, a lot of like gigs and stuff like that, and also performing in choirs and stuff. So yeah, that's fun. So Anthony, (laughs) Um, speaking as a person of color how many other people of color are in your classes or in even the spaces that you're in um so I could probably uh in terms of like music majors I could probably count the number of people of color on like maybe two hands maybe maybe three hands um in terms of how many there are like that I know of and I know that that's kind of limited by me being a vocalist but I do know like the vocal program is like one of the bigger ones um but yeah I would say that I mean at least in choir there's including myself like maybe four I think Mm -hmm. four maybe out of maybe three out of like 55 ish um and then um yeah, and there's probably, like, I could count, like, maybe to, like, 10, like, the number of, like, at least vocalists that are uh, people of color. Um, so it's very um, white-dominated field. Um, yeah. And this is all, like, technical training? Because I feel like when we, I guess, if you want to, like, get, I don't know, academic or whatever, if you reflect on, like, popular culture and popular music, I feel like a lot of the people who chart bigger are people of color but they're not the ones that are in these music schools or in these technical or academic spaces which yeah is interesting to me yeah i think that that stems from the fact that um essentially what's highlighted in like performance-based like technical-based programs like this or like things that you see in like conservatories is oh like a western european classical style um which obviously is not one that's necessarily like promoting um people of color to be participating in it because it's not something that like you reflect as culturally um yeah i would say that um it is interesting that like in terms of like popular styles it like they obviously like people of color like tend to chart like way higher but that's not really like something that gets focused on really like at all honestly or like very little in um uh, like higher academia so yeah that's really interesting yeah especially for music specifically being like such a creative outlet for students and if you're in the music education program which I know a lot of people who are like performance majors and also doing education like you I feel like to a certain extent need to relate or at least like connect with your students but if you're not being taught this in school like you kind of have this very I don't know structured way of thinking and then that's how you're going to teach to your students so personally like how do you create space or how are you allowed space to 
kind of intersect your identity with what you're learning yeah so I think that um yeah that's what I was going to say earlier was that I was I noticed that not only like in performance aspects but also in educational aspects there aren't very many music ed students of color as well which is um interesting also but I think that that does reflect the idea that like music in a curricular setting has just since like really like since music began being taught in schools it was always from like a western european classical sense so um i think that that's something that's like obviously needs like to be worked on and uh that is something that we talk about a lot is multicultural music education so really like providing context for not just essentially like dead white men music and actually promoting the music and cultures of like different cultures outside of just like Europe and America um, in terms of like white America, I guess, essentially. Um, and so that's something that like we have a lot of discussions on, but in terms of application, it's kind of tricky essentially um, in order to like create that space to facilitate like a multicultural setting. It essentially has to like come within that specific educator in order for them to, uh, you essentially just have to like do the research. You really have to like, delve in deep and like understand like like try to understand other people's cultures in order to be able to like create that space for your students and that's just like something that's like a requirement for like really any teacher that like genuinely cares about like providing that experience for their students and it's hard because across the board in general like even in my classes that are non-music like you get a variety of professors and instructors that try to like introduce multicultural aspects and perspectives into the curriculum and others that don't um and I feel like just in general in any form or what is it avenue of study like it's just hard but I wonder if in within the music school because I'm not really privy to anything that happens in there I feel like you guys are your own world <laughs> within yeah. Ithaca College if there are like specialties where you can like concentrate in something like I know I took a course that was like African-American popular music and it went through like the history of African-American music within the like American context so we looked through jazz and all the influence of like gospel and spirituals and how that like intersected into popular music Um, but I wondered if there was like a specific concentration or you just kind of get those classes as they come um well I know that I, I know that those classes are like available, but like the sad reality of it is that there just isn't enough time and like credits to be able to take those kind of things. Like I, since I've started here, have consistently been at either 17 and a half or 18 credits every single semester. And this is my fifth semester being here. So, um, and even this semester, I'm technically auditing two, two credit courses. So I really should be at like 21. And so, um, it just sucks that like there's such a focus like it's always talked about it's always like you have to like be multicultural like in your music education but it's never like even in a curricular setting it's never like truly like demonstrated that it's something that's important and it's always like an elective class that's offered that's african-american music history things like that or like world styles or things like that like that's always like kind of put on the back burner which is kind of frustrating it, because it essentially is like oh like we think that this is really important but we think that you should be doing these other things instead but I think it like it's kind of like contradictory in a way which is annoying yeah especially like the the we like it's the kind of universal like 
traditional music people that are saying like this is like reading music is important and these dead white men are important and they like shaped music how it is but there are also other people that have contributed I feel like to music and to what we consume in this day and age like I'm not listening to a Mozart like classical piece I'm listening to like Ariana Grande Beyonce like and I feel like the intersection of all these things is really important to teach but I don't know how to like how how to integrate that and I guess like they don't know either because they're not doing it yeah and I think that it's just interesting that yeah exactly what you said that they like they see that they say that it's so important all the time and they're always talking about like you have to be multicultural with their education and like we talk about it very briefly but then it's like we spend like one small unit on it and then it's like back to like the white men composers the white male composers the white whatever composers or whoever like we think is like good music and i just think it's really like hard to like feel like that's like a valid thing that should be happening and like to like the it's essentially like the connection between like them saying it's important and them actually like treating it like it's like it's important via their curricula is like just so off and it's like really frustrating for me not only like as just a person of color gender like just individually but also in terms of like knowing that I'm going to be like a future educator or even knowing that I'm going to be a future performer like I want to be able to like in both of those avenues like portray wide varieties of music and do things that necessarily don't reflect like the same exact cultural ideals that have been perpetuated since like the 1700s which is hard when that's all the experience that you get when you're in a higher education setting when all you're doing is music like I feel like there should be opportunity to be able to take time out to like really delve into these other cultures and like see the value that they have because they obviously have extreme value yeah and I think even the way like other cultures learn and use music to like do rituals or these traditional things within like I feel like music is so tightly rooted to culture like it's hot it's just interesting how that there's a separation or just a neglect for certain types of music and culture um and I was gonna say in high school I was I sang I was in a choir I was in both the ensembles that were offered at my school there was one that was called glee club but it was mostly like spiritual and gospel music and we didn't read any music like we didn't uh we just read the lyrics and then we kind of um listened and that's how we learned the music so like I feel like even though I wasn't reading music my ear was trained more as a musician because I really had to listen to the piano and that was the only point of reference that we had for the um music that we were learning but then the other ensemble that I was in we like learned requiems and like read music all the time and then reflected in both of those like the people who were in the choir like the one where we were reading music there was a smaller amount of people of color than the one where it didn't require you to know or be as technical with music so I thought just those two groups were just so different but it just reflects the culture and the people not to say that people of color can't and shouldn't know how to read music but why is it so bad that if you don't if that makes sense yeah no that's totally that's totally true yeah that's actually something that we learn about when we are like in education settings it's essentially like the technical term for it is teaching by rote so it's um like teaching without the use of like um standard notation so sometimes that essentially that usually involves just pure oral or a as in like 
a u r a l um sounds but sometimes it's um like using just like notation or like hand signs or things like that like outside of like standard like written sheet music um and that's something that we learn how to do because it's like valuable to do especially in like younger children that's like often how you learn how to sing is like by hearing other people doing it and ref- mimicking it that you're, you're mimicking that yourself and so i think that it's interesting that and like kind of like discouraging that it's like such a standard cultural practice or at least standard music practice that you should like read music in every single scenario when in reality that's not even how we like learned music originally like as children like you learned it by like hearing it and repeating it um but yeah i think that that's really interesting that like there's that like disconnect between like different cultures and that it often always seems to like stem back to like the culture of like like dominant white groups as opposed to like more minority cultures yeah and just getting into like personal um like connections to music i wanted to know what specifically like sparked your passion for music and then like what if that passion led to you like pursuing this as a career um yeah so i i don't know i've like always kind of liked music um like even when i was a little kid i remember that when i first learned how to like read music and not really well but like i could like look at the notes and know what was going on was like my aunt actually taught me uh before church like she was like oh you don't know how to read music and you have to read it at church so like i'm just gonna teach you how to do it um so that was really cool and this is my because i'm i'm mixed half african-american half white this was my um, african-american aunt that taught me how to do this so i thought that that was really interesting that like what we were just talking about but then she's still like even in like a church setting where it's like primarily people of color going to the church she still like had to teach me how to read music um but that's like really where i learned how to do it and i've just like kind of been involved with it ever since like i was young like i was in like choir and orchestra like all throughout like elementary school middle and high school um i did like like area all state choirs and all county choirs and all state choirs and orchestras and things like that and always performed outside and did musical theater and stuff like that um but I guess essentially like I uh kind of realized that I wanted to do music when I was in actually like right before like we needed to like apply like in my senior year of high school I was totally dead set like going to go into like pharmaceutical studies or some like crazy shit like that and I basically was I like realized that while I thought that I would be good at it because I realized that there wasn't really anything that I felt particularly like bad at like there was obviously things I didn't like doing but there wasn't anything that I was like oh I definitely shouldn't do that so it was very confusing for me thinking about going to college um in terms of what I wanted to be doing um and then I kind of like came to the realization that I just had so much more of a connection with music than I like had ever kind of realized and I felt like I I came to the realization at the end of high school that it was always something that no matter how much I felt like I put so much effort into it it always was something that just due to like the nature of schooling and things like that it always felt like it was getting put on the back burner and it was something that like you can do that after you do your math and after you do your English and after you do that and I was like that's kind of like that sucks like I want to be able to like really pursue that because it's something I really like am passionate and care about and it like I feel like it's such an emotional like experience that really like connects you to other people and I wanted to be able to explore that further my follow-up question to that was did you face any like 
challenges or kind of like pushback from maybe family members or even like counselors saying like oh like maybe don't do music as a career like don't go Um, to do that uh, yeah so like I kind of had that with my count I don't even remember it was so long ago but I kind of like remember like like, three years ago (laughs) I'm rolling my eyes for the viewers and for the listeners I'm rolling my eyes um uh I uh I remember there kind of being like an like less of like a oh you shouldn't do it or more of like a oh like that's what you want to do like kind of like a are you sure um it was just kind of like really frustrating for me because obviously that's like a very like confusing time for me like physically mentally everything emotionally and then also have to having like adult figures in your life be like are you sure that's what you want to be doing is like kind of really stressful I know my um my dad has always been like a person who is like oh like if you like really want to do something I know that you're the type of person that like you're going to be passionate and you're going to pursue it and you're going to be successful and so I support you um my mom is like that too but she also is like the kind of person who is like I originally was just going to go for a performance degree actually and she was the one who was like I don't like she was like what can you even do with a performance degree and I'm like why do I have to tell you that like why can't you just educate yourself and like look it up which is what I was wanted to say but I was like 18 and young so I was like whatever and did they did they say oh you need a backup plan like yes quote unquote and that's why I'm a double major is because she was like oh like I don't know if I feel comfortable paying for it if I don't know like how like and I was like I'm like I have straight A's literally every single year I'm like do you really think that I'm gonna like fail out and not get a job like it's not gonna go to waste like I might not make like billions of dollars but I think that I'll like enjoy what I'm doing and so that was always like really frustrating and I kind of like I mean I'm like it's like whatever now but I'm kind of still like mad that like that was so stressful for me like I I wish that like looking back on it she could have been like more supportive and like more just like regardless of how you like regardless of like how I feel about it and how like my like own personal biases like affect like I like I don't want that to affect what you do and like I support you 100% it's like really really wanted to hear um but it's okay she's like come to like it more now which is like weird because she's always been like like the crazy like fan mom that like goes to all the <laughs> concerts like even when I was in high school so that's why I was, when she said that I was like what are you talking about I'm like you know I'm good I know like you know I'm good <laughs> like I'm not bad like I was like I don't understand it's it's like weird and I was like I don't like where's this apprehension coming from I'm like yeah. why is it something that's like I feel like in general like the arts is something that's viewed as more of like a hobby than a profession yeah and so it's like and that be- stigma that like you'll be a starving artist yeah like she was like I was like, mom, I'm not gonna be like busking on the street, like in New York City. Like I would be like doing something, and she's like, I don't know. Like I'm like afraid. Like what can you even do? And I'm like, what can you do with any degree? Like look it up. Like I I know what I want to do. Like why do I have to like validate myself right. in my art form to you to like get you to like be on board with it? You should just support me regardless. And like also you should take the opportunity to educate yourself about like right. what your son wants to do. So and like before you like had mentioned like always feeling doubt and I feel like at 18 you're so impressionable especially if you're going the college route and you're like I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because it make like everyone makes it seem like this is a set decision like after this like you're stuck in whatever you choose which is not true yeah but 
Yeah, I just feel like I felt that too. Even like going into journalism, which I thought was like a solid industry. A lot of people were like, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to get a job? No one reads the newspaper. I was like, cool. Yeah, which is like annoying. It's like, first of all, shut up. Second of <laughs> all, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, second of all, why can't you just like support me and like understand that like, like the world is constantly changing and like there will always be need of jobs and people to work those jobs. And so like, like I'm perfectly fine with figuring it out. It, yeah. I really didn't like that it was like I was in such like a tumultuous like period of my life and like to not have that Ooh, support. what a big word. <laughs> to not have that support was really annoying. I rolled my eyes again, listeners, just in case you're wondering. But wow. Do you so I guess my last question is do you have any advice for listeners um, who are still in high school or maybe thinking about going into performing and they're kind of unsure and easy? about it um i would say that you should like really take the time if you're like haven't like made a decision on like what you want to be doing um first know that nothing is permanent and regardless of what the price may be associated with it ultimately like your happiness and like your time and like how you feel about your life is something that's like invaluable. Like it, it, it transcends all form of money and it transcends all forms of whatever other stuff that's happening. And so you should like ultimately do things that make you happy. And if that's not the thing that like other people think that you should be doing, then honestly, like, you know, screw them. Cause it's like, it's your life. And I think you should like really like live it to the fullest and like, um, pursue and like apply yourself in like ways that you know is like healthy and like conducive for you on the in terms of performing I would say that anybody can really be a performer I don't think that there's any like barriers to performing I think that it's a difficult like market it's essentially like you have to be able to market yourself and I think that that shows a lot more than can you sing this song it's more of like can you brand yourself effectively can you like write effective resumes can you do like um auditions for effective groups and like things like that i think that it's more so about marketing yourself than it is about like can you hit these notes can you sing these notes in tune which is annoying because like i was saying before that's like something that i feel like isn't focused on a lot is like how do you brand yourself as an artist how do you like like promote yourself as a musician so yeah Wow. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on the show today and giving us uh, a little insight into what you do as a music student. For those that don't know, um, Ithaca College never sees the music students. They're always in the music school. So. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've never met Sabeda in my entire life. So. <laughs> we're not even doing this interview. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, we're actually in Wayland. <laughs> But yeah, thank you to all the listeners for tuning into this episode. Um, if you would like to hear uh, any podcast from the Ithacan, we are on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>